Welcome and thank you for listening to another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. We're your hosts, Kyle Jacobson and Eddie McBride. As society emerges from the COVID-19 pandemic, one of the strongest indicators of travel and economic recovery is the number of air travel passengers we're seeing across the country. Today, we're joined by Kelly Campbell, Executive Director at the Lubbock Airport, to discuss this aspect of our ongoing recovery. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Kelly, it's a treat to have a chance to spend some time with you this afternoon. I really appreciate all the service and volunteerism that you've given our transportation committee, so thank you for that. And, and of course, thanks for the work you do, not just in Lubbock, but also with the American Association of Airport Executives. Uh, I believe you serve that, or, serve that organization as chair. Congratulations, but it makes us so proud when someone from Lubbock is in a position like that. Thank you. Let's start off at the 30,000-foot level. We all understand altitude in this conversation. And let's work our way to some more local topics. Many have probably seen headlines about some challenges in the industry that are facing everybody across the country to meet the travel demand this summer, whether it be canceled flights, staffing shortages, and, and more. Can you give us a brief summary on the state of national air travel in the United States right now? And for those who are getting back out there and maybe about to fly for the first time in a while. Sure. Um yeah, I mean, that's a nice summary, Eddie. We are seeing some challenges as we come out of this pandemic, and, it, and it's nationwide. Um, you know, we really hit rock bottom in April of 2020, and uh, companies, including the airlines, did what they had to do to survive and, and did furloughs, and we've all had some uh, assistance from the government. But uh, there's challenges when you come back out of that. There's challenges getting your workforce back and getting them trained. And, um, you know, a lot of folks, when I say folks, I mean companies offered early retirement packages and people took advantage of those. And so then you've got some work workplace shortages and we aren't immune to that in Lubbock. Um, so you're seeing that in the headlines. I, I can't tell you specifically that we have shortages here in Lubbock. Um, you know, we're not seeing some of that same thing, but you're hearing reports of, in fact, I think out of Austin, you know, they're encouraging people to be at the airport three hours early um, because they don't have TSA staffed. And the last few weeks have been full of cancellations from Southwest and American. Um, either it's, I think their network went down, Southwest network went down a couple of times. There's been weather delays, staffing. So, um, you know, there's, there's some challenges, but the good news is, um, you know, not to the passenger, but to us, it's good that the that we're rebounding mm. and uh, we are seeing a, a little surge this summer and so just need people to be patient and um, you know every, everybody wants to get it back to where we were yeah we've we've learned in this travel industry a long time to be patient now it's a little bit different we need to be more patient I think that's right <laughs> it is absolutely correct well and you touched on the kind of bump in demand we've seen this summer, you know, a lot of people vaccinated, kids are out of school, um, folks haven't taken a vacation more than a year in most instances. And you probably know me well enough to know I'm a nerd when it comes to the data and numbers. So I've been tracking the seven day average of air travel passengers this year as a share of the same time frame in 2019 prior to the pandemic, just to kind of gauge how far we've come. And over the last weekend, the seven-day average eclipsed 75% of 2019's levels uh, for the first time. 
So do you have any local data kind of indicating how we stack up compared to the national average in terms of how close we are to pre-pandemic levels of air travel? Yeah, I think what you're looking at, Kyle, is probably um, TSA checkpoint throughput. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so for us, it's a little bit better than that. We're about um, 16, for the month of June, we're about 16% below where we were in 2019. So, um, you know, we're putting about, let's see, wrote, made myself a note, uh, almost 1,400 people a day through. Now, you know, in June of 2020, we would have had days that we surpassed 2,000. So uh, still a little bit to go, but, but we're doing well. I, I think if anybody would have told us at this point that we were going to be down less than 20%, we'd have taken that deal. Um, what's so uncertain right now is, you know, if it's, Leisure travelers who are going to fly once and you know, be good for another year. Yeah. Or, um, you know, they're going to get a taste for it and keep coming back. The leisure tra um, traffic's a lot harder to gauge. I mean, you can get a better feel for what the business traveler is going to do. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the things I've noticed looking at it is these holidays kind of act as catalysts. It was a bump for Easter and then it kind of came back down and a bump for Memorial Day and so we'll see what happens Independence Day weekend. And hopefully that's some of those folks are recurring travelers who have done it a couple times now and say, OK, I'm comfortable doing this. There's a good process in place and are you know, hopefully back to routinely traveling. But yet yeah, it's kind of different between the personal and business air travel. And I think that's um, what Eddie's next question is about. And, and um, you know, I want to remind you, remind our listeners, and, and I'm sure you remember, but thank you very much for the partnership we gave prior to the pandemic. Well, we, we worked with y'all on a survey to gather data about business and air travel needs for the Lubbock area. And, and also, you allowed us to partner with you to take a city delegation to a couple of the major airlines headquarters to tell them everything, what we needed, and they were implying on how much they could actually help us support potentially, and then boom, the pandemic hit. And so we got to uh, overcome that all over again. And I'm sure that uh, whenever the city is ready to, to travel again, and whenever you're ready to partner, we'd like to be able to do that again. Um, but if you have a crystal ball in which we know is clouded with COVID still, but uh, if, if, if you have any uh, national level information, is there a time frame that you think that business and leisure travel, specifically business for our end, but do you think, is there any um, idea of when business might get back to normal for travel purposes? Boy, if I knew. But, uh, you know, when we first got into this and realized that, oh my goodness, this has happened, you know, <laughs> was it April of 2020 was depressing. That, that was absolutely depressing. Uh, but the early projections were four years. It's going to take us four years to climb out of this. And I don't know where these analysts got that, but it seemed reasonable at the time. I think a lot of people still think it could take four years. Um, you know, I, I think it's reasonable to think that some of that business traffic isn't going to come back. Um, you know, we've learned that technology can work. You, you can, I'm doing it right now. Instead of going down to your offices, we're doing this via Zoom. Thank you guys for accommodating me. But, um, you know, some, I think some of that won't come back. But I, I heard an interview with Scott Kirby, the CEO of uh, United, um, a year or so ago. And he said, you know, yeah, that, that's going to be true until a business loses out on an opportunity because his competitor showed up in person and he didn't. And 
so so time will tell. Um, but I, I think for us, it's going to come back sooner than that four-year projection. I, I think, you know, in a, a year or two, you know, what I, I have less clarity on is what the airlines are thinking. You know, you've seen Southwest go into some leisure markets that, you know, make me scratch my head a little bit, but they're obviously capitalizing on the leisure traveler, Bozeman, Montana, um, Colorado Springs, some of the Florida markets. And if that's lucrative for them, they'll stay. They're, they're going to put their assets where they can make the most money. And, you know, for us, uh, you know, the, the businesses have to support the air service that we get. And while everybody wants it, I don't know that our large employers have restored their travel budgets. And um, yeah, we'll see. But I, I do think for us, we'll be largely back, um, you know, in the next 18 months. I think for Lubbock nationally. And, and the other wild card there, Eddie, is uh, international. The international market is really upended. You're not seeing the return there because other countries, you know, it's all over the board. Other countries don't widely have the vaccine available to them. Some of them require a quarantine. Some of them require testing or proof of vaccination. Others are looking at vaccine passports. Um, that makes it very hard for the international traveler uh, in the business market. And while we don't have, we obviously don't have international flights out of Lubbock, that still impacts us as well. Yeah, and I can just speak kind of anecdotally on the business travel deal. There's a conference I used to go to every June in Wisconsin. And of course it was canceled last year. And this year they were on the fence about it for a while and wound up postponing it till November. So it's still gonna happen, but you know, several months after some of this personal and leisure travel is coming back this summer. So hopefully that's not too far behind. Um, but so la the last question I have for you is uh, I think the case could certainly be made that right now the demand for air travel exceeds supply in terms of the number of flights available. Um, Mayor Pope wrote a letter to Southwest Airlines essentially explaining that our local demand was strong and um, he requested of them that they restore some of the flights that went away during the pandemic when people weren't traveling. Um, is there anything you can share with our listeners who are maybe accustomed to certain flights, either Dallas, Austin, Houston, either from Southwest or the other two airlines that service Lubbock um, in terms of when those might come back online for us? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, first off, a big thank you to the mayor. He is such a wonderful advocate for LBB and, and for our city. So I uh, appreciate his help and, you know, pointing out that our, our economy is strong and, and there is a, a demand beyond what's in the supply right now, but, um, you know, pre-pandemic United uh, serviced Denver and Houston uh, with an average of five flights a day. And in July, that will return. They'll be back to five flights a day. Um, American um, services, DFW and Phoenix, both of those markets have returned. Uh, in July, they'll have eight flights a day. That's what they had pre-pandemic. Now, I will say United um, they're using the same aircraft fleet that they always did. So no change there. American has a lot of flexibility to rent a 50 seat aircraft, a 72, a 90 seat, you know, on up to 150 seat aircraft. And so they've, they've got a lot of flexibility to make changes, you know, as demand changes in their schedule. And so they've done that. So when I say that they've got eight flights a day, that's the frequency. They may not have the same number of seats that they had in 2019. Um, 
but they're they're doing really well. Americans pretty much on track with where they were in 2019. I think our numbers, and these are internal, these aren't official DOT numbers, but we're showing that they're only about 3% down in April and May than where they were in April and May of 2019. Wow. Southwest has been slower. Um, so we had some periods of time where we only had two flights a day to Dallas. Um, thankfully, we're out of that. Um, in June, they restored five dailies, four daily to Dallas and a daily nonstop to Las Vegas. Um, Pre-pandemic, we would have had five daily to Dallas, one to Las Vegas, one to Austin, and one to Denver. With an announcement, if you'll recall, in April of 2020, we were supposed to get a nonstop to Houston Hobby. So we, that was a casualty. We know uh, that we are not getting Denver back on Southwest. So that route will be available to our passengers on United, but there is no longer a nonstop to Denver that that market wasn't as strong for them as they had hoped for. But they have indicated to us that they're watching the Austin flight and Houston hobby. And both of those are um, in the future. Uh, they released their schedule through January and there is a once weekly nonstop to Austin in it. So a Sunday only. And it, it, it's disappointing. And I know it is. It, it's a start. It's disappointing, but thank goodness we still have the direct flight to Vegas. I don't know what some folks in Lubbock would do if we didn't have that one anymore. Right, I, I, I know. Um, <laughs> and then there's, uh, if you guys will recall, they, for several years now, Southwest has provided a nonstop to Houston Hobby during the holidays. And so that's restored. So for our, our college kids, they'll have that nonstop um, at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that also serves the uh, international market for Southwest. People are going to take a you know, family vacation to the Caribbean or whatever. Um, so it comes back slowly. Uh, you know, realistically, Kyle, I mean, I, we're in contact with them all the time. You know, you mentioned the letter that the mayor wrote to Southwest. We're, we're trying. Um, and we're certainly letting them know, as we hear it from the community, that people want and expect that nonstop to Austin back and, and we need it. Uh, they've indicated to us business market's just not back yet. And um, uh, so and that's what it is. I mean, that's, uh, you know, because we've been there before, you know, uh, and needing flights and proving obviously the butts and seats calculations to make sure they know they can make their money and those of us who have been around this this flagpole several times understand that. So thanks for really getting us. That, that was a great explanation of where they are now and where they're going here in the near future. So thank you. And, you know, it's awfully important for us, obviously, to talk about all the good things as well, ending on a high note here at the, for this conversation. And and obviously, we all wish the pandemic had never happened because it, it's impact just about every corner of our community and our society, but the, but the smaller crowds at that point in time allowed y'all to get a great start on obviously your, your construction plan and your program out there. And, and we know you're in the middle of seeing an uptick in travel and uptick at folks. So that's, that's both good news, bad news. Good news is you're still working on the construction. Bad news is it's all in the middle of this uptick in travel. So we're real excited for what we've seen. Can you give us a little bit of update on what's, what's, what we can expect that's going to happen? Yeah, we're, we're getting close. We're getting there. We, uh, we're hoping to uh, have substantial completion in October. Um, for those who have traveled and been out, you, you know, it's 
it's obvious, it's visible what, what it's going to look like and what has changed. The consolidated baggage claim area has been in use since last September. We've opened a new screening checkpoint, uh, much larger, much brighter. Um, that, that has all gone fantastic. Um, we've remodeled every gate in the concourse. Those are all back uh, reopened. We're really to the nitty gritty now. We have, um, you know, there's four entrance doors to the terminal building. The middle two are closed, but we're finishing that up. Yeah, we should see those reopen in July, um, first part of July, actually. Um, we have two restrooms in the concourse that are still under construction. But the hardest part, the ticket counters, the airline ticket counters, uh, we've just started construction on those uh, this week, as a matter of fact. And that, of course, is night work because the airlines have to operate out of that space during the day and uh, don't have the benefit like we have in other spaces of, you know, doing that work behind a temp wall. So um, it's tough. It's a tough environment in front of that ticket counter. It shouldn't take that long. I think uh, we should finish that up this summer. And then, uh, you know, part of that project involved moving the TSA screening equipment from in front of the ticket counters uh, down to our ramp area. And uh, I, won't, I won't bore your listeners with the details of that. That, that involves uh, installing an inline baggage handling system. It's brand new to us. All the airlines will tie into that. It's a major component of the construction. That's going to continue through October. So the passenger won't necessarily see much of that, but uh, the airport and our, our partners will feel the pain. <laughs> that last segment of the construction. Um, and then, of course, we also have out on the exterior, um, it's been so long since we started this, but you know, the sidewalk's been replaced. We've poured a concrete median in between the second and third lanes of the, the road, put in enhanced crosswalks, but we still have all of the work on the canopy. So we'll have some exterior improvements and all that's still going on. We'll continue uh, for the next few months, but we're getting there. We're getting closer and um, hope that people are enjoying it. You bet. Not the construction, the, the product. That too. Yeah, well, Kelly, we know that, uh, uh, one of the best things that's happened to the airport, not only before the pandemic, but during the pandemic is now post, or let's hope that's post-pandemic, is your leadership. So thank yeah. you very much for what you've been able to do and serve for not only your Lubbock customers, but anybody that comes to Lubbock, Preston Smith International Airport. So thank you very much for your leadership. Thank you for those kind words, Eddie, and we appreciate the partnership with the Chamber. You guys are, are great to work with. Well, thank you for joining us today and uh, to reiterate what Eddie said for all your work during the pandemic. It's obviously been a serious challenge across the board, but especially in travel related industries. And so we appreciate your efforts. And thank you to our listeners for tuning into another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. We will talk to you again next week.